Are you a team manager struggling to lead your team well? Have you been asked to lead HR, but it's your first time? Or are you an HR pro looking for your tribe? While We Were Working is the show for you. With quick tips and tough topics in 30 minutes or less, the Jumpstart HR team is here for you. So let's get into it. Hey, welcome to this episode of While We Were Working. I believe this is episode five. Uh, five. Summer, do you have the hang of it yet? Are we uh, feeling pretty good about episodes so far? I'd say so, Joey. And it's our holiday special edition episode today. So there is an extra reason to be excited today. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons to be excited is, is our outfits. Um, <laughs> wait, did you did you plan to wear that? Because I just kind of threw this on, so we must have. Uh, we, it looks like we coordinated. Okay, <laughs> we did we did coordinate this. We don't it's, always look like this. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm just amused, Joey, that they're actually both candy cane themed. So uh, we're spot on today. We we need to find a way to do this more often. I think so. We need to just find a couple holidays. Um, find some some ugly sweaters or blazers, and 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 just go for it. For those who are, um, you know, I, I think some of you're you're a bit of an influencer. So, where might someone find your outfit, or is it custom? Oh my, Joey, put me on the spot. Well, this beautiful creation can be found at your local Target. Uh, this time of year, as you know, they're pretty darn popular. So, uh, the available selection's pretty, pretty slim, but I was fortunate enough to find this gem of a, it's like a ugly sweater dress. I don't know if you can see it, but there's this applique, like rockin' gingerbread on it. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and I don't know, the candy cane theme just was so tacky. It screamed, take me. <laughs> so here, here I am. How about how about you, Joey? Where do you where do you find a candy cane blazer at? So I've had this for a couple of years now, um, and I wish I still had the piece where like you turn this knob and uh, the it actually has Christmas lights on it. But but I got it from Ross, and I feel like Ross, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, that's where that's where ugly sweaters go to be great. Um, so if you're for some, if you've got a holiday party and you haven't snagged it, check out Summer's recommendation for Target or uh, or Ross, where I got this this beauty from. And uh, yeah, so what's our what's our high low Buffalo this week? Well, just to do a quick recap for those that this may be their first episode joining, we do Hilo Buffalo not only on our show, but we do it within our Jumpstart team. It's every Friday on our Slack channels, and we ask our team to share out their high, their low, and their Buffalo, which is just something random with the team. And it's a great way to um, support your team members, celebrate their wins, and oftentimes learn some very interesting, fun facts. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick it off, Joey. I'll go first. All right, go for it. Uh, so, of course, the holiday coming around. I'm super excited. My high hasn't happened yet, but it will tomorrow. I have family coming into town, and you know that's always uh, you know such a great thing thing to be surrounded by family and those you care so much about. And with that, Joey. I don't have any lows. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a really great week. 
Um, but I do have a really interesting Buffalo that I'd love to share with you. All right. What's that Buffalo? So Joey, when you were younger, uh, did you ever watch the Muppets? I did. I did watch okay. the Muppets and I try to get my kids to, uh, relive my childhood. So I always watch stuff. Okay. And, um, I have to ask, are, you know, are, are you a fan of Yoda as well? I'm not as much a Star Wars fan, um, but I see like Baby Yoda and all that. So I'm not, I'm not, but there's still time. Okay. So the, the, the fun fact here, Joey, which, which I found was, was really interesting was that, uh, they were actually voiced by the same person, by puppeteer Frank Oz. And when I learned that, my mind was totally blown because it's just like, wait, they're so opposite. <laughs> they are. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Yoda is like, like, he speaks another language, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, yes. Um, and, and uh, you know, formulates some, you know, some really, like, interesting sentences. And then, you know, of course, Miss Piggy has, like, that really high voice. Mm -hmm. So when I thought about that, I was like, wow, I, I don't know that I could, could have made the connection otherwise. But, you know, certainly a great talent in a puppeteer to be able to play two extremely different character voices oh, um, and i don't think many people knew that i certainly didn't <laughs> yeah i mean i'd pull the audience to see who who knew that um uh, for those who are tuning in or on podcasts just uh tag us and let us know if, if you if you knew that was uh true i think there's another like the guy who does uh, or the person who does bart simpson mm -hmm. does a whole bunch of voices so you never know who's behind the screen and, right, uh, who's, who's the voice of a lot of characters that we love? Well, that's that's my fun fact, my contribution to uh, potentially useless knowledge for <laughs> you and the listeners this week, Joey. But what what's uh, what's your high low buffalo? Oh yeah, I'll jump into mine. So my high is uh, I had a great uh, experience at um, UKG Connections. Um, it's my first conference. Uh, in-person conference since the whole you know pandemic and everything so that was fun to be back around um, familiar faces and folks that I call friends um, it's great to learn about uh, product and team and uh, what they're building at UKG and uh, a lot of it informs the work that we do at Jumpstart by way of like what are what are uh, leaders doing as far as best practices and great practices so that was a lot of fun um, and with that you know, I, had to, I spoke twice. Um, I have no lows either. I mean, it's it's the holidays. I I, I just want to ride this wave of, of good vibes all the way through. And um, yeah, my buffalo though is uh, about gingerbread houses and about gingerbread cookies because we're doing something with gingerbread cookies and our um, our staff, our, our team party, and. Um, the first recorded recipe for gingerbread came from Greece in the year 2400 BC. So uh, before, you know, modern civilization, uh, folks were eating gingerbread cookies. And uh, I was always curious about where that, where that came up. So that's my high-low buffalo. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into our, our article of the, of the week. Um, and while we were working. 
Well, thanks for sharing your Hilo Buffalo, Joey. It sounds like it was a wonderful time at um, UKG, and I look forward to chatting with you and learning more about um, your experience there and you know what you know what that means for our Jumpstart team in 2022. In terms of current events, there is an article that was in Forbes magazine last week. It was called Eight Tips to Create a Company Culture of Support and Collaboration. And I felt like this was such an important article to share um, with our podcast listeners, as well as those that check out our show uh, on LinkedIn, because one of the uh, one of the items that we help our clients with the most is helping build the foundation foundation for creating that rich company culture, Joey. So I felt like this was an article that I was able to agree with from top to bottom. And since there was eight tips, I thought, why don't you and I take the time to go through each of them and talk a little bit about what they are um, and, you know, kind of speak in a little bit of a greater detail. But I thought before we do, Joey, um, maybe we can kind of start by defining like what is company culture? Because I feel like if you ask that question, you'd probably get a bunch of different answers, don't you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And it, it really depends on who you ask and, um, you know, their perspective. So I, I'll go first. I, I think company culture is uh, what everyone says about your organization, not just what you think to be true. Mm -hmm. And so uh, culture is, you know, your written and unwritten rules. It's um, things that get rewarded or, or get disciplined. It's mm -hmm. things that get ignored. Uh, it's things you celebrate. So um, culture has a lot to do with what we think it is, but also what's actually happening. Right. Um, you might talk to an executive and they believe that their culture is, is one thing. But okay. then when you talk to a, a line manager or a new hire or someone that's been there um, for a long time, they think the culture can, is incredibly different. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll just start there. We're going to unpack it. But Summer, what do you think? What? How would you define workplace culture? I would say it's it's exactly what you described, Joey. But just as we were mentioning, I think everybody has a slightly different take on it or how they would explain it or how they would articulate it. And it's actually, I think, a really great interview question to ask, you know, potential candidates, like, what does company culture mean to you? Because I don't think, um, I, I don't think it means the same to everybody. But for me, uh, I, it's really um, the proper way to behave in your organization. It's, you know, looking at what are those shared values what are the shared beliefs and you touched on you know reinforcing those behaviors and i totally agree that it's it's um reinforcing those behaviors so that you can have you know kind of that universal expectation and work to get everybody truly aligned um and you know uh, in terms of like why it is important I mean, Joey, when I think about some of the, the core beliefs and values of the organizations that we work with, it, they are all companies that want to put their team first. They want to put their people first. And so when we talk about um, how to create a company culture of support and collaboration, um, putting your people first is, 
is truly what I call the secret sauce to success. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, we're going to jump into this list, uh, but we've got time so we can unpack a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I was having a conversation this week with a, a client and um, they had a really tough decision to make. And uh, I was like, well, what do your what do your values say? Because mm -hmm. you always want in, a, in an ideal scenario, you want your values to inform culture and you want your values to inform the, the way you operate in a company. Mm -hmm. And so we went on the company website because the values are there. Right. And we just I just marched through the, the values that were on the page. Mm -hmm. And and it was abundantly clear, you know, what decision to make and why to make it because driven by values that's how you can have like a consistent mm -hmm. workplace culture uh so that's a fun story but mm -hmm. but uh it's all in progress so you'll have to stay tuned for future episodes to see if we we comment on how it's going but with with all that to, to be said is that you know culture culture is incredibly important and you want to build a great one a mm -hmm. um, great one has consistency like summer said so uh there are eight things on this list um do you want to take the first one or you want me to take the, the first one uh why don't you take the first one joey i'll take number two all right so the first one is uh start by establishing values and mm -hmm. probably laughing because she knew that was there so i, I basically <laughs> teed it up but when you start with um shared values that's that's the framework of how decisions are made in your company um, that's the framework for uh, what you all agree to be true it's the framework for um, the north star that you're pursuing and so you want to have those values uh, and you want to be able to share those values with your team and have them circulate um, in this in this meeting that i had with the with the client i was telling them you know every time you're in front of your team members you should find a way to interject your values. So whether it's uh, celebrating something that was values driven or coming to a decision and unpacking how the decision was made in light of values, because that's like gonna make sure everyone understands that the values are important. Mm -hmm. uh, and otherwise they just become something that is uh, they just have they they just become something that's on the wall or a poster you walk by or mm -hmm. something in a handbook that you you just gloss over. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want to start with shared values and work those into your your company. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you think? Or you want to see it, see it the next one? Well, Joey, I I wanted to comment on one of the items that you said because it is you know when I when you drill down into values, you know you explained how when you were talking to a client and you were um, forced with a difficult decision that you went back to the company's values and then you know kind of evaluated the situation against it and that's truly when i think about you know just the very early stages of forming values that's um that's the way that they they come about and so you know when you think about <clears throat> how they play out in your day-to-day -day and um if you are adhering to your values, then yes, you're going to be asking yourself um, for every business decision you make, um, does this align with our values? And so it was it was um, pretty neat for me to hear that that was the approach that you took. I think that's the right approach and what I would recommend that we do um, 
for for all business decisions, right? So making sure that there is that alignment. Definitely. So taking us directly into number two um, on this list, it's incentivizing the right actions. And I love this one because this was a lesson that I learned very early on from one of my great mentors. And I saw it play out in real life. And, you know, really what the article touches on is incentivizing people um, for doing the right thing that is supportive of team culture, not individual culture. So in the article, you know, just kind of sum it up, they talk about, um, you know, if somebody is praised for, you know, really grinding on a project and doing it all themselves, like that doesn't set up a collaborative, supportive culture. Um, But for example, like if somebody was given um, praise or even potentially a bonus because maybe they took initiative to put together um, something that added a lot of value for new hires, um, then that's indicative of behavior that is um, supportive of the greater group. And those are the type of behaviors that companies want to want to reward. And by reward, Joey, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to give them something tangible, but to make sure that the employee knows that that behavior um, is encouraged and that it supports keeping that culture alive and growing it um, to create the best work environment possible. Yeah, managing people is a very tough task. And um, you make it a lot easier on yourself when you put the things in front of people that you want them to uh, accomplish mm-hmm. uh, and you make it very clear why it's important. So mm-hmm. I'm all about incentivizing the right results. Um, an example of that might be, uh, you know, um, in, in performance management, right? When you're setting your rubric of how are you, what are you uh, grading people on? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of us are, we're competitive, we're driven, we and we want to, you know, hit our marks. So put the right behaviors in there that you want mm-hmm. people to, to have and and uh, grade people um, throughout the year against that. Mm-hmm. So that's an example. Um, so the, 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 the third thing that's on the list is foster trust and psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And um, basically trust is really, you know, do you have a, 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 a relationship with someone that, what you give, you expect to get. Mm-hmm. Um, without going to a Webster's definition, mine is basically: can you expect them to do what you ask them to do, and can you expect them to cover you if, uh, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong? Um, and then psychological safety is really: does a person feel comfortable bre- being their full self uh, mm-hmm. and being embraced uh, um, wherever that may be? In this context, we're talking about work. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to highlight, though, about about psychological safety and trust is that doesn't mean that your uh, work environment is absent of conflict and disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be easy to to misconstrue that a bit to think that um, oh we all get along nicely, no one complains, we're a family, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those could actually be harmful if there is in fact disagreement. So uh, companies that that have psychological safety and have trust know that they can disagree in a healthy way 
um, and realize that, hey, these conversations make us stronger and we, we honor each person at the table uh, and make sure that they are, they are um, heard. And if we can't ultimately all agree, then just making sure that um, we figure out what we need to do to get some consensus and, and move forward. Um, let's kind of just rattle off the next ones because I want to save some time for our big uh, consultant's corner question because it's a, it's a good one. So Summer, take run off the rest of the list. All right. Sounds good, Joey. Gosh, you know, I was thinking we probably could have done either an extended episode or broken this episode into two because there's so much to cover. Uh, but number four on the list is creating a system for giving praise to peers. And I'm a huge advocate of this. We do it internally at Jumpstart. Uh, if clients that we're working with aren't currently doing it, it's uh, highly recommended to do. It's not difficult. Um, internally at Jumpstart, uh, for um, for those of you listening, we have a Slack channel that's called Wins and Wisdom. And that channel uh, is a really great place uh, to just drop in a win that you either had with a client or a win that you had um, that you observed from one of your team members. And it's really just that you know, really easy way to give praise to peers. Um, you know, recently we, we've had a lot of wins and what I'm noticing is it's very much a snowball effect. Like once they start going, then we're all celebrating. And I think everybody loves to be recognized when they do something great. It's such an easy way to do. Uh, number five is aligning KPIs to promote support. And so, um, you know, Joy, I feel like in some of the other items that we already discussed, um, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but in the Forbes article, you know, they talk about uh, making sure your KPIs are aligned um, and that people are incentivized to help each other. Uh, I think that uh, we did cover that a little bit in some of the prior discussion. Uh, so I'll move on down to number six, and that is a topic we've discussed quite a bit before, and that's establishing a better work-life balance. Um, that's a topic that I feel like comes up almost every day. And the article talks about, like, don't try to force your company culture to be more supportive because it, it will totally feel fake. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> you know, uh, help limit stress and pressure, make it easier for people to be supportive um, of the culture and it will develop uh, just naturally. And, you know, for every workplace, for every team member, you know, work-life balance has a different definition. And I don't think that you have to force like a one size fits all. Now, if you're a small business, you know, one of the great things you can do is get to know your team members and, you know, what that looks like for them. Number seven is model the right tone. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. It's um, demonstrate the behavior that you want your team and you want, you know, you, you want your employees to replicate uh, and uh, reward that behavior. Number eight is focus on empathy and communication. You know, we're all humans. And I think that taking the time to um, make sure people uh, know that they're valued and really standing by them when it's their moments of need, um, people feel supported too when they're listened to, when they, when they know that you're listening to them and they see you taking action based on those discussions. So 
And I went through the last few super fast, Joey, but um, great, great article by Forbes. Um, again, it's called Eight Tips to Create a Company Culture of Support and Collaboration. Now, yeah. without further ado, Joey, can we dive right into Consultants Corner? Because this is, this is a good one today. Let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, if, if you're following along on, uh, on LinkedIn, I dropped the uh, the article in the um, in the chat, but we'll tag the article in show notes. Um, but we're going to go into Consultants Corner. And the thing about Consultants Corner that I love the most is it's uh, real topics being tackled by real HR pros. Um, sometimes these have to do with companies that we're working with. As, as in other times, it's uh, companies that you are working at and working in. Mm -hmm. And if you have a topic that you want us to cover or a scenario that you want us to cover, you can email us at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. And we will be glad to tackle your topic on an upcoming episode. This episode's topic is uh, the reason for the title of our show today. Who's afraid of the big bad boss? Uh, I want to read to you um, the note that came in uh, to us. It says, uh, I work for a university and have a boss who is a tenured faculty and violates some of the HR policies. I've asked HR directly about the topic in question to confirm that what's happening is wrong. And I've learned that if I say something and my boss gets fired, my offsite facility will likely get shut down. I've asked the other employees and they all say to just go along with it because everyone is afraid of the boss. Mm -hmm. Well, Summer, we have answered the question, who's afraid of the big bad, bad boss? Sounds like everybody is. Um, but but this one this one's tough, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. caught in a uh, rock and a hard place of doing what you believe to be ethical and then mm -hmm. doing what you believe will, um, to be honest, uh, keep keep some jobs open, mm -hmm. right? Right. It sounds like a, a tricky, tricky spot where if, if this person leaves, then um, these jobs may either be gone or repurposed or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's it def yeah, it's definitely a tough one, Joey. And you know, I think. Uh, while I'm not super familiar myself with, um, you know, with the university settings, you know, certainly I've heard the word tenured and I know uh, in simple terms that it's very, very difficult for somebody who is tenured uh, to, to be let go. And I suspect that that has something to do with uh, perhaps why some of this behavior has been allowed to go on as long as it has. Um, <clears throat> That's that's just kind of my suspicion. And it is really unfortunate because I think, you know, if this individual is listening, uh, they really have to make the decision as to, you know, is this um, whatever item is being violated, it does it go against their moral compass? Mm -hmm. um, and how does that impact their overall work happiness? Because, you know, we talk so much about the importance of um, being at an organization that you're aligned with their culture, with their values. And if there's that disconnect, then every day is going to be unhappy, Joey. So I feel like um, in this situation, 
the employees will really have to self-reflect and decide like, is this a big deal to me or not? Yeah. Um, and if it's going to be a continued item that's going yeah. to impact their happiness, they may need to decide to potentially move on to a different organization where they can be more happy. Um, yeah, I think the part that you know, kind of bums me out the most in reading about this situation is that, you know, the, the employees don't feel like they have any, um, anywhere to go to voice their concerns that they truly feel trapped. And that's gotta be, um, I, I can't even imagine it's gotta be a really terrible feeling. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's tough all around because I also hear I've gone to HR, but I don't hear what the remedy was. Mm -hmm. um, if there's any kind of intervention that can be done, if the uh, tenured faculty could somehow turn around. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're answering this from the perspective of the, um, the employee that, that sent mm -hmm. this in, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm like you evaluate if it's worth, if it's worth the struggle. Because um, mm -hmm. one unfortunate thing that I've, I've realized is that um, some companies are, are comfortable with chaos and mm -hmm. some people are comfortable with chaos. And you have to decide, is this an organization where we're willing to rally around change? Or mm -hmm. is this a place where uh, I just need to exit uh, gracefully mm -hmm. and set myself, to set, up, set myself up to land somewhere else that um, I might thrive a little better? Right, right. I think, Joey, on the other side, from the HR perspective, um, if I was uh, on the HR team and this individual came and started asking questions, I think it's also a great example of when, as HR professionals were approached with a question, there is 99% of the time more to it than the question that's being asked, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not like, as much as I'd like to think that, uh, you know, team members see us as warm and welcoming, they're going to come and spill all of their, you know, all, all of their concerns with us. It's just, you know, it, it doesn't typically happen. So when they're bringing forth a question and asking about something, making sure to, uh, you know, as appropriate, dive in and ask more questions to understand, like, well, why is this question being asked? Like, what else is going on here that may be resulting in this question coming to me? And I think you'll be really surprised that when you can build the trust and ask the questions and gain that additional information from your team, that you will start to uncover that there are issues that may not necessarily be just initially brought forward as the concern. They'll come in the form of a question that is much more discreet. Yeah, we, we could uh, we could go on and on about this, this one. What I, I've seen is, uh, to your point, people will lead with that issue or concern that that they believe will get their foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's probably a whole host of issues that are mm -hmm. happening behind that issue that they didn't feel comfortable bringing up. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, uh, advice for the, the listener, um, should they stay, should they go, should they be a, a change agent, uh, should they speak their piece? What do you, what do you think? I have to go back to uh, what I started to say a little bit earlier, Joey, is I think it's a personal decision because everybody has a different definition of what work happiness looks like to them, a different moral compass and what's okay and not okay. So I think if this individual digs deep and they're like, 
going to work each day and not really happy, that's the answer, Joey. If you're not happy, it's okay to move on because your happiness is out there. You just need to open the door and be willing to go search for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is um, a personal decision. Um, it'd be tough to prescribe one course of action versus the other. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'd love to hear more about what rules this person is breaking. Um, <laughs> I, I think if it's if it's harassment, uh, mm -hmm. absolutely, you have to you have to speak up. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's like, you know, turning in their timesheets late, you know, mm -hmm. maybe there's some things that uh, <laughs> not as urgent on the spectrum. Right. Um, so it, it depends. It really does depend. I, you know, what a what a difficult time of year mm -hmm. to have this issue, you know, but mm -hmm. the new year is full of reflection and um, new things. And so maybe uh, this listener will find it, find a new role. Or, or find new happiness in their role. I agree, Joey. And I, I certainly hope that the listener will reach out and either share an update or more details so we could potentially discuss it on a future episode. But just want to remind everyone that if you have a question or a situation that you'd like us to weigh in on, I'd encourage you to uh, go ahead and send it on in. Uh, Joey, did you share our email earlier? Yep. It's uh, hello at jumpstart-hr.com. Awesome. Great. All well, right. Before we go, Joey, did you have any parting thoughts? I uh, just want to say, you know, stay safe out there, uh, whether you're traveling or staying home or uh, if you have folks coming over. Uh, we're, we're in some crazy times. So all mm -hmm. I can just say is be well and I uh, hope you have a great Christmas and I hope you're celebrating a good uh, holiday season. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joey. We'll see you again next week. All right. See you next week. <laughs> and if you missed other episodes, catch us on LinkedIn and wherever you get your other podcasts. Because we're right there, too. See ya. See you, guys.